Hi there, my name's Ross Crawford and welcome to the Redditch Standard Podcast. Today we're joined by, as our guest, Councillor Clive Rickards, the former chairman of Warwickshire County Council and County Councillor for the Studley Division in Warwickshire. Hi there, Clive. Hello there. We're also joined by Abby, Abby Cook, who's here on Work Experience with us. She's a, a graduate from Liverpool University and she's learning all about journalism. Hello there, Abby. Hello. And, of course, we've got Claire doing all our, uh, our leisure and our sound and everything else. Um, Clive, the Redditch Eastern Gateway seems to be uh, dominating things, and uh, uh, you're on the steering group, aren't you, of the, of the Gateway? Yes, although I have to say I came onto the steering group quite late, and frankly, I, I've, I've never invited to a meeting. I was waiting many, many months. Um, and... Uh, but eventually proposals in relation to traffic diversion uh, went to the planning committee in Stratford, but I, I had no part in that. Yeah, so what's the latest on the gateway then? What's, what's the situation? Well, as, as far as we're concerned in Studley, of course, we're interested in, um, in that whole question of how far uh, traffic will be diverted from the area. And as far as I can see, it really won't be, because although the... Um, automatic number recognition system uh, will hopefully um, divert some traffic away from the A435. There's still masses of traffic which obviously isn't registered at the Eastern Gateway, which will still be coming through Studley, uh, and presumably some car traffic will be engendered by workers at the Eastern Gateway site will come down that way as well. Uh, uh, so that that number recognition system, you know, won't cover that sort of traffic. And, uh, you know, I believe there are other developments uh, possible in the Redditch area. Um, yeah, well, but, but that's right. I mean, there's talk of, well, Stratford wants to route a degree of the traffic, southbound traffic, through Redditch, doesn't it? And, yeah, and, uh, and, but also through part of Studley Parish. I mean, the, that traffic will still come down from the Crabs Cross Island, down the Slough, Bromsgrove Road, um, in Studley. And certainly, you know, my constituencies, the constituents who live down there, are not very pleased about it. Well, that's right, because the traffic already queues well back at rush hour time at, at Spernal, doesn't it? Spernal yes, turning. and also the Crabs Cross Island gets very congested as well, yeah. Um, what's to be done about it? I mean, I've been to meetings at it was at Mapleborough <coughs> Primary School, wasn't it? And uh, mm. there were there were officers from Warwickshire County Council there, um, highways officers, and talking about what's possible. Mm. What's well, possible uh, now? I mean, I, th I think right from the start, the wrong approach, almost literally the wrong approach, was made to it. In so much as not enough attention was made to the way traffic could be channeled up to the motorway system, channel north rather than south. Uh, and there seems to have been very little attempt to do that. Yeah, and, uh, well, I mean, I travel up and down the, the A435 quite regularly, and, uh, well, they're saying that the, the work on the junction... Junction 3, isn't it? Mm. It's, going to be, uh, it's going to be completed by the end of the year. I mean, they've, they've done some huge <laughs> amounts of work there to so they're obviously anticipating a lot of traffic mm. heading up there. Yeah, but the the ANPR system that I just mentioned, it, it, it's really um, developed just to deal with that traffic that's going to go to the south. south. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, but as I say, you know, the 20-odd thousand vehicles a day that currently come through Studley, uh, obviously they don't include or include very little of that traffic which will be engendered by the Eastern Gateway. And I suppose many would say that the the Redditch Road system, it's better equipped, really, isn't it, to deal with a large volume of of traffic? Um, Well, yeah, I mean, there are are certain roads um, along that route that you could say, I mean, they're certainly reasonably wide. uh, But then, you know, once you get to that Crabs Cross Island, Mm. then you, you know, you're... You're trying to push a lot of traffic into a system that I don't think will take it. You know. Yeah, and uh, I suppose that you know you've talked about the uh, major roads network mm-hmm. and uh, uh, any money that might be coming <coughs> in the future to to alleviate the Crabs Cross Island and Spernal uh, Junction. That's a long <coughs> way down the line, isn't it? Yeah, unfortunately it is. Um, and also, I've had to try and argue at Warwickshire. Um, for the uh, A435 to be moved a little bit further up the list of priorities. And I'm hopeful that I've been persuasive in that respect. But, you know, that that matter hasn't been quite been resolved yet. should be fairly soon. But then, as you say, it'll be years, you know, if, if there's any action in relation to, I don't know, mini bypasses or whatever is envisaged, that that should take, quite a few years yeah. um, meantime the traffic builds up and, and meantime as, as I think we said earlier I mean Eastern Gateway it, it's cut and dry isn't it it would seem now that um, yeah that's all determined yeah. and um, I, I look back the great sadness from a few years ago uh, when you know I and many others are protesting about Stratford District Council uh, giving up it's Greenbelt effectively in the Winyates Triangle area and uh, predicted that some of these effects we're discussing today would, would happen. Yeah. And um, I, I, I take no joy in saying I told you so. Yeah. I really don't. But, you know, I think a lot of those things should have been envisaged when that uh, unfortunate action was taken. Yes, indeed, indeed. And, and I know you also want to talk about neighbourhood plans. Oh, yes, and, I am involved on, and, in studying the neighbourhood plan. The, the protection <coughs> that neighbourhood plans can offer, not just villages like Studley, but also areas of Redditch like Webb Heath or Winyates Green or wherever. Oh, yeah, I don't think a lot of people realise that neighbourhood plans can apply to quite small areas. Um, uh, I think one of the early ones, for instance, was in London in Holland Park, which is a relatively small area, but, you know, was, was uh, enthusiastically pursued by some quite influential people. Um, and uh, although it was, you know, only a small part of, it, of its borough, I think it's Kensington, um, nevertheless, they produced a plan that, that eventually had a great deal of influence on, you know, possible housing developments and resisting them and so on. Um, and... Um, you know, so I think it must be stressed that quite small areas uh, can develop their neighbourhood plans. So, so what sort of protection does a neighbourhood <laughs> plan offer? Uh, it gives an extra... Um, it gives an extra substantial um, set of reasons for resisting certain housing or industrial developments. Um, but, of course, it, it, it also requires positive statements... 
about um, housing supply, for instance. So it's not all negative by any means. But certainly, uh, you know, thinking about Studley again, it, it gives hope that the, can, that the neighbourhood plan can shore up what is very much the local consensus that the gap between Redditch and Studley should be maintained and that green belt in other parts of the environment of Studley should be protected. Well, that's um, right. So I, I think that's that's why Redditch is expanding towards where Abbey lives in Webb Heath uh, rather than, uh, you know, east towards Redditch, uh, towards Studley even. Yeah, or south, really, or south, towards well, Studley. Yeah. South yeah, shall yeah. we say. Uh, <laughs> to some extent, east as well, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah uh, but, you know, obviously that doesn't necessarily affect the argument that we in Studley have for keeping that separation mm. um, and and also protecting other uh, valuable environmental features. For instance, I, I'm personally trying to work on proposals that will go into the neighbourhood plan on watercourses. And as you know, the River Arrow flows right through Studley and a number of tributary brooks and so on. Yeah. Um, and so we're... And, and, and there's... Um, you know, Warwickshire have clear evidence of the existence of floodplains, you know, flood risk mm. plains um, around in, in the environment of the River Arrow. Uh, and, um, you know, I'm really keen that we can make really strong statements uh, to prevent uh, various housing, perhaps other developments on that floodplain, because that would be quite inappropriate. Well, that's right. And and also the River Arrow in Redditch. I mean, there's going to be some major works done on the river in the town itself, um, mainly removing the weirs and, and making the river flow a bit more naturally because it tends to shoot through the town, mm. through through the middle of Redditch and, and flow straight into the floodplain of, of Studley, really. Mm. Um, yeah, well, that, that seems on the surface to be... Uh to be a sensible thing. Yeah, absolutely. But I wouldn't presume to speak for Redditch. No, no, although, although <laughs> I was at a meeting where they were going um, it, to... It's, it's because, you know, people have, people have drowned, really, you know, in, at those weirs in, mm. in Redditch, and yeah. it's, they've been trying to, to make them safer. And the idea is to alter the watercourse um, by uh, <coughs> uh, dealing with the, the bed, the river bed, mm. and instead of having the weirs to slow it down... To, to make the, the bed more undulating so that it slows it down from beneath rather than above. That's, that's what I gather anyway. Mm. That's what I gather. It's, it's all theory, I guess. And, uh, uh, but they are due to start work on that. Mm. Clive, that's been great speaking to you. And uh, any more on neighbourhood plans? Not currently. It's just in in Studley. It's you know various groups are working on different aspects. Like there's a group working on the economy, basically, yeah. and encouragement of business and so on, amenities, etc. Um, and very shortly, we hope to bring all those all the proposals that those committees have agreed and uh, thrash them out in one uh, steering group um, and. Um, you know, to pull the thing together, and we hope, you know, that's uh, going to come to fruition. Yeah, absolutely. Shortly. And and for all those communities out there in Redditch, <laughs> in in Winyates Green and Winyates, um, we know that 
uh, this is outside Redditch. Of course, we know that Alf Church Parish Council, they've got themselves a neighbourhood plan. Mm. They're very pleased with it. They've, they've got the protection provided by a neighbourhood plan. Mm. And there are all these areas in Redditch that could perhaps benefit from the action Certainly. that Studley is taking. I, I very much think so. I'm, I'm a big fan of neighbourhood plans, actually. I don't think they've been utilised enough in the planning system. Um, but certainly, yeah, I, uh, I think they can provide a strong defence. They, they won't, however, necessarily um, prevent certain developments, um, but I think they do provide stronger arguments. Yes, for, for sight lines and what, they, what the buildings look like, yeah. et cetera. Absolutely. That's great. Clive, I know you're going to stick around because we're going to talk about some news and we're going to bring in Abby on uh, on one of those issues. Um, But first of all, we're going to cut to Claire, who's got all our entertainment. She's scribbling away there on a piece of paper. Um, But over to you, Claire. For all the things to do and see this week, it's Claire Bullivant with this week's What's On Gate. Thanks, Ross. Yes, looking through this weekend, loads of things to see and do across the region. Remember, Heritage Open Days are going on at the moment, right up until September the 22nd. Basically, every September, some 40,000 volunteers across England organise thousands and thousands of events to celebrate our fantastic history and culture. So it's a chance to see hidden places and try out new experiences all of which are totally free of charge to explore during this period. For example, on Saturday, there's a Heritage Open Day Festival happening at St Stephen's Church on the Church Green in Redditch, celebrating its heritage, people, community and history. There's going to be loads going on there, 10.30am until 4pm. There's also a Heritage Open Day on Saturday at Hanbury Hall, where you can explore and relax in the grounds, sit peacefully in the orchards, Join a guided walk in the park or explore more of Hanbury with the artist, the gardener and the queen, they tell me. So pop along there to find out what that's all about, 9am until 5pm on Saturday. And remember, it's all totally free. So there are literally thousands of these places and museums and historical houses and churches and all sorts opening their doors for free and some seriously amazing places to boot. So do go and explore this weekend and you can find out where to go to by going going onto the website which is heritageopendays.org.uk and hopefully you'll be able to find some options for you there and it will be a great opportunity. Also on Saturday, now this sounds fun, it's Sustrans, a lead bike ride happening at Arrow Valley Park for beginners and families. It's totally free of charge, just meet at the Arrow Valley Park at 10.30am with your bike, your helmet and suitable clothing and equipment for the weather. You can find out all the details on their website which is sustrans.org.uk. There's also a craft fair operated by Burton Gertz Markets happening on Saturday in the Kingfisher Shopping Centre, 9am till 5pm there. That's going to be in its usual spot opposite Debenhams. And also on Saturday, the 14th of September, it's the Tidy Big Show happening. I love the Tidy Big Show. B63AH is the postcode for your sat-nav. They tell us once again there's going to be the usual fruit, vegetable and flower shows with an auction of all the produce at the end. Also the usual white elephant, plants, cakes, books, tombola, prize draw and more it's a really fun family friendly community event do try and pop along there it all starts and kicks off there at 1 30 p.m 
Then in the evening, the Soul Legends are on at the Palace Theatre. That promises to be a fantastic show if you love your soul music. And another event I really want to go to is the 60s Retro Night happening at the Oust House in Redditch. That's on Saturday night too, 8pm start there. Then moving on to Sunday, the 15th of September. Remember, it's the Studley Car Boot Sale and gates open there at 6am. Studleycarbootsale.co.uk for all the information. I can't believe we've only got like three or four left this summer. So before it all closes up again and reopens next year. So um, do make the most of it. I love the Studley Car Boot Sale. There's also Big Fest Music Festival happening in Tardy Big this weekend. Try and head along to that. That always is a lot of fun. And there are loads of these Heritage Open Days going on just to mention a couple for this sunday one is at the ulster wall memorial town hall visitors can enjoy the exhibition they're putting on there showing the history and development of the town hall over 400 years there are lots of guided free tours on offer 10 a.m until 4 p.m there we've also got the globe house in ulster that's open totally free of charge 12 noon until 4 p.m on sunday and there's also a fantastic heritage open day going on on sunday at forge mill needle museum 11am until 4pm there and they've got attractions for the day there including motorbikes from the Royal Enfield Owners Club, they've got an exhibition from Redditch Local History Society, there's going to be displays by Scour Arts, sounds like a really fun day so do try and get yourself there and remember it again, I can't say it enough, it's all totally free stuff so do make the most of it. Then on Sunday night, don't forget, it's Alan's Charity Quiz Night at the Bell Inn in Aswood Bank. 9pm start there. And a couple of events for you next week. On Tuesday, the 16th of September, Sindhu V is here in Redditch at the Palace Theatre. She's an Edinburgh Comedy Award Best Newcomer nominee. And this is her critically acclaimed show, Sandhog. It's supposed to be amazing. She's hilarious. So if you love your comedy, do get your tickets for that. Then on Wednesday, the 18th of September, there's an open singing event with the Ulster Male Voice Choir happening at the Jubilee Centre in Ulster, 7.30pm there. So if you fancy joining that spectacular choir, do go along. They're after new members and they were saying to us on a recent podcast that they really like to have some more young voices. So yeah, if you're a young man who's got a good singing voice, do get yourself along and um, what a lovely thing to do and join. And also, don't forget to get your tickets for Wednesday the 18th for Rock for Heroes. That's happening at the Palace Theatre and it's going to be fantastic. And I hear the tickets are going quickly, so if you want to go, get your tickets now. Have a lovely week, everyone. And remember, if you have an event going on, tell us so we can tell everybody. Back to you, Ross. You're listening to the Redditch Standard Podcast because you have impeccable taste. Hi there, we're back with... Clive Ricard and with Abby, our work experience girl, all the way from Liverpool, although Liverpool University, you live in Webheath, don't you? I do, yeah. Yeah, and thanks to, to Claire for everything that's been going on this weekend. And it, it is a packed programme, at the uh, at, certainly at the Palace Theatre. They're chock-a-block with shows. Um, Clive, uh, thanks, for, thanks for sticking around. At Tudor Grange High School, I, I don't know if you're aware, Tudor Grange High School, formerly Kingsley, formerly Lees, um, they're consulting on reverting back to the three-tier education system. And I know you're a former teacher yourself, aren't yeah, you? That's and true, yeah. You've got experience of the three-tier system. Yes, at one time I t- in the 1980s, I taught in um, North Bromsgrove High School, uh, and that was very much uh, fed through that three-tier system. And uh, people in the f- 
who were in the first year there were, were in fact what we now refer to as year nines. And I've got to say, my experience of that school was really good. And, you know, I, I felt at the time that that was working well. Yes. But uh, uh, I know other people have different experiences. Well, that's right. I mean, uh, I'm a product of the two-tier <coughs> system. Two-tier Me too. Is, mm. Yeah, it's, it's uh, year one to year six, mm. and then year seven to whenever you leave school, whether mm. it's at 16 or, or in sixth form. Whereas um, three-tier is infant school to year four, then middle school to year nine. No, I think eight. it's, it's eight. Ju- eight. junior eight. school to eight. eight, and then middle school. Just proving I know nothing yeah. <laughs> about the three-tier system here. Um, and then on to whenever you leave school, whether it's at sixth form or at 16. Um, and it's quite interesting that... Tudor Grange, they experimented with the two-tier system. They, they more or less drove a horse and cart through, uh, um, through the Redditch education system. And it forced a lot of schools. Um, and I know, Abby, you're a product of St. Augustine's, aren't you? Yeah, I am. And it forced a lot of schools to form their own little protective pyramids just to make sure they kept their, their pupil numbers up. Mm. And uh, Tudor Grange, unfortunately, you know, the parents voted with their feet and they suffered a massive drop in year seven and year nine intake um, to the extent that I think for three years they didn't have a year seven intake, which is extraordinary. Mm. Um, so they're returning to the three-tier system, which from all your accounts, Clive, is... It, it certainly seemed to work, you know, from my perspective as a teacher in North Bromsgrove, but that's the only experience I had of, of that system. Yeah, well... Who knows? It looks like Tudor Grange are going back to it. They're also consulting on revamping the <coughs> Kingsley Swimming Pool and Sports Centre, which I think is good news for everyone. Mm. And Yes, uh, that will please a lot of people in Studley, of course. Absolutely. It's only just across it's the board. Just, yeah. <laughs> I hope we'll be allowed to use it. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, me too, actually. Um, yeah, it, it, it's closer in, to Studley than in many parts of Redditch, isn't yes. it? Yeah. And, uh, and also on expanding their highly successful uh, autism section as well mm. uh, which is which is great news it's brilliant. Uh, moving on uh, uh, Redditch I nearly said Studley Redditch Borough Council has been accused of not being green enough that there's just too much hot air and not enough action um, by the Borough Council on declaring a climate emergency and uh, and getting on and, and actually getting something down and done on on greening the environment and making Redditch Borough Council a bit greener. Now, Clive, you've got experience of this from your time at, uh, at Warwickshire County Council because they debated climate uh, emergency mm. quite recently, didn't they? Yes, we did. Um, and uh, we did adopt, you know, insofar as it goes, a climate emergency motion, which I, you know, I, I think was unanimous. It's certainly, you know, across party support. Um, uh, however, there's now a working group um, which is tasked with coming up with some specific proposals, you know, some of which might be in relation to, say, you know, pollution along certain roads and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, uh, you know, we await their proposals. Uh, but certainly in principle, I'm very much in favour of local authorities taking some action where they can. Yeah, and, and Abby... Um the, the, the voice of youth on, on today's <laughs> podcast. I mean, is enough being done to, to save the planet? 
I don't think so, but I think our generation, the younger generation, are definitely having more of an input in it. Because as a university graduate, there's a lot of, like, societies and things like that dedicated to the course. So I think people are becoming a lot more aware of it and the younger generation are doing their bit, or trying to at least. What would you like, uh, Redditch, what would you like to see Redditch Borough Council do? Probably keep the green spaces as much as they can, try not to build too much on it, things like that. Yeah, I I think there's a lot the council could do with, uh, um, you know, just just their fleet, you know, the use of their vehicles and, you know, they could go a lot greener there, I, I reckon, and and. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Maybe uh, encouraging more electric cars usage. Yeah. yeah. More walking and cycling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More bus travel. It'd be great if diamond buses could go electric. I quite fancy trolley buses. You know, the ones <laughs> with, the, with the electric cables overhead. Yes. I think that'd be great. I, I remember them in Babylon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> but why not? Why not turn yeah. back the clock? And uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be cheaper to run than, than trams and uh, just get mm. some trolley buses. And, uh, well, to finish off with, we're going to talk about Mission Morogoro. Mission Morogoro is a, is a Redditch charity which is doing great work out in uh, Tanzania, in rural parts of Tanzania. And what they do is they, um, they help uh, an NGO, a non-government organisation out in Tanzania to provide uh, fresh drinking water, sanitation and hygiene um, out in rural parts of, uh, of Africa. And they recently held a football tournament. And the winners of that football tournament, Stand, they're called Stand, um, they're interested in, uh, well, they're not just interested, they're very keen in setting up links with a football club in the Studley area, the Redditch area, anywhere around here, Arb Church, just to forge links across the ocean. And Clive, you revealed to us earlier that you did a trial for Aston Villa when you were a Yes, even though I have to confess to being in Birmingham City. <laughs> but at 16, I did have trials at the Villa, yes. Wasn't quite good enough. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a football man. So You're a football man. and uh, I bought football boots at the age of four and I went straight to bed with them. I wouldn't take them off. <laughs> uh, well, I, as, as we just said, I, I'm more rugby. But I, I think, you know, forging links with uh, with third world countries with with other people i think it's a fantastic idea extremely important and i think it's extremely important in the midst of all this um debate about brexit and you know very much centered on europe that we remember that two-thirds of the world is underdeveloped if i can use that blanket term there's a great deal of poverty and hunger in this world that young people should be aware of and i think mostly are aware of thankfully through some through teachers who uh, very much take the responsibility of communicating that message um you know it's so important that we treat the world as one yeah and well, well that's true enough and of course redditch already has links with parts of tanzania with matwara mm. which is its twin town um but I, I think it's a great idea that uh, if we could get a football club in this area to do fundraisers. I mean, I've spoken to the people from Mission Morogoro. They don't want donations of football boots and nets, etc., um, because it's they've got to carry it all out there. It's got to be freighted out. But you know, any any fundraisers that could be held to provide football kit for them, that they could take the money out. They can they can produce proof that the money has been well spent. 
um, that'd be uh, that'd be pretty I'll good. I'll mention it at the Studley Sports and Social Club, maybe. Yeah, I think so, and yeah. uh, and hopefully any club listening to uh, to what we're saying, listening yeah. to the podcast, they, they quite will, a lot of clubs in Redditch, aren't they? Yeah, there are loads of clubs in Redditch, and I think it'd be a fantastic. You know, you, you could discover the next. Uh, I don't know the next talent out there in the, the next Eusebio. The next Eusebio. I don't know yes. whether everybody will recognise that. Now. Well, well, I hope Grace. so. I, I remember Eusebio. Do, do you? I do. do you know, yeah. You know who I so. do. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> Claire's shaking her head. Yeah, he will. He's a great player for Portugal, but yeah. of, of African origins. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Although I always remember Celtic winning the uh, European Cup. Oh, yes. Let's have a mention for Celtic. 1967, first British club to uh, to win the European Cup. Yeah, but uh, Stephen Chalmers, scoring the winning goal. I know. And what was my mother's name? Chalmers. <laughs> I must be related. <laughs> yeah, good old Stevie Chalmers. I used to have his picture on my wall. But, hey, I'm developing my Scottish accent again. Um, Clive, thanks for coming in. You've been a fantastic guest. You too, Abby. Thanks for all your contribution, and of course. To Claire, who's uh, once again steered us through this show and uh, who's provided us with all our entertainment news as well. My name's Ross Crawford. You've been listening to the Reddit Standard podcast. You can contact me at editor at redditstandard.co.uk or at ross.crawford at boulevardmedia.com. You can call me on 01527 588 697 and don't forget to check out all your news at www.redditstandard.co.uk. Thanks for listening.